how'd you do, I? See you, Mel. Very And salutations. We are Pop Culture. <laughs> yeah, that's how we're going to begin, folks. Let me uh, introduce myself. My name is Brian Burchett Ross, and I am the uh, leader of a team, a ragtag team of individuals who have decided that we want to start our own podcast. Before, well, I decided I wanted us to start our own podcast. Before we begin, I tell you who we are. Uh, or what our plan is, uh, I want to go around our table and let you uh, hear the voice to the name, and uh, I'm going to let them uh, introduce themselves. And let's start with, oh, I get to do it this time. Let's start with... Hi there, I'm Ron Roberts. And? Uh, hello, I'm Robert Yeoman. And last but certainly not least... David War. Awesome. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about ourselves. <clears throat> Ten years ago, we were a crack commando unit that was sent to prison for a crime we didn't commit. We promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Monroe, Michigan underground, where we survive as four slightly over-middle-aged men trying our hand at a pop culture podcast. Um, but no, seriously, we are actually, we do have another podcast um, called The Art and Business of Community Theater, a Monroe Community Players podcast. You can find us on Spotify or um, Apple Podcast or anywhere else. Uh, I, I think that they have podcasts. Um, and in that podcast, what we do is we discuss community theater, uh, both the business and the uh, theatrical experiences itself. Uh, and uh, the four of us have been uh, known each other for many, many years uh, through community theater. And uh, I have noticed, I think we've all noticed, that uh, through the podcast and while we're working on shows, pop culture seems to be our uh, the main thread that, that we tend to use to joke and uh, uh, to talk and, and, you know, just kind of uh, pal around with. So I decided, let's get these, the four of us together. Uh, think of it, folks, as if uh, four slightly... Older than middle-aged, except maybe Ron. Um, uh, white men sitting around a porch with their favorite beverage. I have bourbon. I don't know about the rest of you. We'll ask here in a second. And uh, we're just going to talk about, every week we're going to talk about something different in pop culture. What I want to do now is we're going to go around the table. Oh, no, I want to warn you, first of all, folks. We are also known uh, with the other podcasts that we can uh, we have created what we call the tangent verse, which means no matter what our subject is, you may see us go down a rabbit hole that may last 10 to 15 minutes before we can pull ourselves back out. Uh, so 
With that being said, what I'd like to do is let you all uh, meet this wonderful A-team, um, and we're going to uh, find out what they feel they can bring to the pop culture, popped culture table. I'm going to start with our own Templeton Peck, David War. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> <laughs> and we are off and running, folks. <laughs> it's the next rabbit hole. This is Bubs Bunny rabbit hole. Um, uh, again, David War. Um, I, with the exception of not knowing who Templeton Peck is, I, I think I can bring him a vast knowledge of uh, classical or classic television, uh, probably stretching back to fifties, thanks to my habit of watching reruns after coming home from school in the uh, 70s and 60s, 70s, 60s, whatever. Um, I, I have virtually memorized every TV theme song ever written up to and including I guess I don't even know how far. I was going to say Frasier, um, probably, but probably beyond that as well. Um, Archie comic books. I'm probably the only one here that can talk about the Pros and cons of Benny and Veronica, or Betty versus Veronica. Throw, throw Sabrina in the mix. Um, comic strips in general, comic books in general, the uh, mainstream DC and Marvel universes, um, all the movies. I've seen, of course, all the Star Wars, all the movies, all the Star Treks, um, yeah, up to and including Lower Decks. I like Lower Decks. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah. Um, waiting for season three of Picard to come out. Uh, uh, Disney, I'm probably the Disney guy. Well, Ron, Ron will give me a run mm -hmm. for the money since he actually worked for the Walt Disney Company. I, I have not. And Ron has left already. Well, <laughs> I, I get, I didn't, I'm back. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else, but yeah. Okay, that sounds like quite a bit, quite a bit. And I think you're going to figure out who Templeton... Harvey Comic Books, too. Harvey Comic Books. All right, all right. And I think you're about to find out, remember who Templeton Peck is here in a second, because it was a name I didn't recognize at first. They called him something else. The Saint. No. No. No, that's Simon. Simon. That's Simon, Simon Templeton. Oh, so very similar. Okay. But don't worry, folks. He's, he's got a lot of knowledge. I got to work work back, work into the good graces here. I'm, I'm already off wrong. Uh, so now we're going was to... Was he the rat in uh, Oliver and Company? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. No, what, what was that one with the rat detective? The mouse, de great mouse detective. Great mouse detective. That's oh, not I never who, saw that. Were they glut? Glut? That's not glut. Disney, no. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go on to our next A-team member, our own Ron Roberts, who I consider to be B.A. Baracus. I'm going, I know who that is. I pity the fool. <laughs> uh, hello again. So as the uh, <clears throat> youngest member of the group, uh, you had to throw that in there. Well, it's important. It is. It is. Yeah, uh, I'm just teasing. So I, I was uh, an 80s kid. Uh, let's put it that way. So 1980s is really going to be part of my wheelhouse, whether it be uh, movies, TV, uh, music, especially music. Uh, previous life, I was a, a manager of a record store. And to me, there's been... 80s music is some of the best there is, but also back to 70s and 60s as well. But pretty much a lot of pop music, rock, things of that nature. Uh, 80s movies. Uh, I'll be the de facto sports person if anything type of pop culture in sports needs to be discussed. Um, and then also, besides Disney, I did work for almost 10 years for the Empire. Um, 
also worked uh, in, in retail for Gap. So in my opinion, I've worked with two of the most American brands there are. Hmm. So uh, <clears throat> do with what you want with that information. Uh, but also as a, a 80s child, and um, I grew up in a time frame where a, two certain things came together. Uh, one was, was rock and one was wrestling. It was the rock and wrestling connection with uh, Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, and MTV. So I uh, was and still am a professional wrestling fan. So I will be uh, here uh, going wild with the Hulkamaniacs. Uh, I could do that. Um, we could talk about uh, uh, the Four Horsemen if you know who those people are. But but professional wrestling and pop culture, which is still a big thing today. Um, I know who, knew who uh, Dwayne Johnson was before he became The Rock. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it. I didn't um, know he existed before The Rock. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Yeah. Um, he had hair then. He did. Um, so Wait that, that's really kind of it right there. And obviously the other things as well, Marvel, DC, things of that nature, but really more more so about the 80s, TV and movies and, and music, especially music. I have a feeling Brian and I are going to have some interesting conversations. I, I think so too. And and I think, uh, and we will be hitting on, I'm sure, sports. I, I have uh, put it in my list, although we all, I, they know, you, you out there don't know, uh, that I am probably the least sports person in this room. Although Bob's given me the, I can probably beat you on that. Yep, ladies and gentlemen, he's wearing a Yankees hat. Because I do love baseball. Baseball is... And New York. And, and I do love New York, yes. Hi, New York. Um, but, yes, you're uh, you're right. I do love baseball and New York. Uh, so, and, you know, I remember Mark Fidrich well. Oh, yeah, the bird. The bird, yes. It was the word. <laughs> Have you not we'll get heard? To, yes, we'll get to Family Guy eventually, too. <laughs> oh. um, and uh, now, thank you, uh, Ron. And back to the beach. And we're... <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to hear from... Frankie and Annette, baby. <laughs> Mr. Robert Bob Yeoman, also known as my Howling Mad Murdoch. What you bringing to the table, Bob? <laughs> A plate full of confusion. <laughs> Can anybody follow this? Why, yes, it can. For all those who did not know, I'm the one who knows everything. I mean, just save your breath and time. If I said it, it's correct. Thank you. I go back to sit on my porch, shout at clouds, and I will keep the frisbee on the top of my house. No, honestly, folks, thank you. <laughs> Obviously, that was a character that Brian did not expect. <laughs> no, but or, I enjoy no. it. No. <laughs> Don't know where that one came from. <laughs> out of the blue there. <laughs> Field of Specialities, Star Trek. Except for the newest ones, which not from the quality. Well, yeah, there's that. There's the discovery of, oh, let's not even say that word. Discovery. But I have heard oh, discovery. Okay. Well, I just said wonderful it. things about some of the shows by their own showrunners. And then after that, everybody kind of goes, is okay. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers cartoons, oh, yeah. Bugs Bunny and Pals yep, yep, yep. could teach you everything about comic timing. And throwing people off track. 
I guess that's about it. But, but no, I do know Star Trek, mm. comic books, movies, favorite line, follow the money. <laughs> if there's a problem, follow the money. That show stinks, follow the money. And then I guess that's it. Uh, everybody has probably switched off by now. <laughs> No, no, they haven't, because I've edited that down to about 30 seconds. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, That's fine. It's meandering. It's fluff. It's a total lie. Everything I've said has been a total lie. It has not been a total lie. He is very knowledgeable in many, many, many things. Uh, I've known him for many years. And uh, for myself, who in I Broadway. guess... Oh, Broadway. Oh, and Broadway. Broadway musicals. He does no problem. And, and there is a lot of Broadway in pop culture, that's for sure, folks. Uh, and as for myself, uh, again, Brian Burchett Ross, who, uh, as I guess the leader of this ragtag team, I guess I'll call myself Hannibal, but not Lecter. Um, and uh, I bring to the table the fact that I'm editing this. So you can lead the three elephants across the Alps. That's it. Is that a reference? I miss that. I'm just a pretty face. (laughs) There you go. For radio. You had to look it up, though. I had to look it up. I I, I could do a lot worse than than face. Than Dirk Benedict. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good old Starbucks. So, yeah. um, I was, uh, for many, many decades, huge into comic books. Uh, uh, TV. uh, I am a TV addict. I am a self-proclaimed TV addict. Uh, And... um, I can probably go back a little bit into the 50s, uh, but my knowledge really starts in the 60s, even though I was born in the 60s. Uh, we had uh, around here, and again, we're in Monroe, Michigan, folks. Uh, around here, we had a couple of, and here we go with a real big throwback, UHF stations. Uh, UHF back, box. UHF box, that uh, where the um, uh, where we would... You could find all these wonderful, during the afternoon when you came home from school, you'd find all these wonderful old 60s shows like The Monkees and Batman and Lost in Space and Star Trek and Bewitched and The Monsters and Adam's Family. And we're going to hit them all uh, in the first 300 episodes of this podcast. But um, we... uh, (laughs) They don't make television like that anymore. No, they don't. They really, really don't. Uh, And at least Dave was the first one to say that old person remark. I love that. They don't make television. They don't. No, No. they don't. I agree 100%. I do do love the music. And when Um, they try, they fail miserably. (laughs) They do love... It stinks. (laughs) It stinks. Uh, Worst TV show ever. Uh, I do do, uh, love my Star Trek. I do enjoy Star Wars. Uh, The other iconic science fiction... um, whatever you call it monopolization of, of franchises franchise thank you it's better than monopolization uh, uh no babylon 5 folks here though huh no i do like babylon I like 5. the vorline the varlon Vor, yes. vorlon yeah those are shoulder pads from hell those those were you now you never watched babylon run uh bits and pieces i was yeah. never a big I, I didn't. I loved uh, the first season. Was okay. It was mostly set up. Once they got rid of uh, that first captain and brought in Box Lightner. Oh, you're going to disagree with that? No, well, not at all. Oh. But there's a sad story to that. What's that? 
He left because he had uh, a physical ailment in his brain. Oh. And he, he, that the director, he came and told the producer, Straczynski, mm-hmm. that, you know, I have this medical condition. I'm willing just to cut my contract short. And they went, no, no, we'll work around you. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And he never said anything to anybody about it. The gentleman, the actor passed away. And then a year after that, at a science fi- a Babylon 5 convention, mm-hmm. he told the story finally. Oh. Because his wife asked him to to inspire people who are also dealing with this brain hemorrhage problem. Oh, wow. I did not but know I, that. Look it up on YouTube. It's, it's a three hanky. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, I uh, I I did not know that, but I did enjoy more when Boxleitner oh, yes, showed yes. up. Um, and then those last, then those next two seasons with the whole Shadow War thing, I thought was excellent. And then after that was resolved, it just kind of, for me, it just kind of. Well, it was also little. written as a in book form. It was. It was written by one man. Yeah, Krasinski. Yeah, the producer of it. Yeah, but amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, like being remade. Thing. Yes. Is it really? Yeah, seriously. I have no problem with that. I'd like to see uh, what they could do. It was one of the niche networks, HBO plus <clears throat> Disney plus somebody with a plus. I'm so glad they're getting <laughs> a great streaming grade. service. A streaming, a streaming service. service. Yes. I will say since we're down this tangent verse, best science fiction reboot, remake, whatever, however you want to put it. Battlestar Galactica, to this date, they took an, a, a good 80s. Oh, see, oh, oh, now Dave is looking like, ah, he, he's not quite sure. I'm not. The The Lost in Space reboot was, I thought, phenomenal. Really? Um, on Netflix. Um, it, it took off in different directions, obviously, than the original show did, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, the the remake of Be- the reboot of Battlestar Galactica was very good too, but I thought the ending, frankly, was weak. When they wrapped the se- the series uh, up, uh, yeah, I'd have to go back. But, but I, I think you I, might be I right there. kind of think the same. And my presumption is this: the audience listening to this um, has seen these already, so I apologize yeah, for any spoilers. The nice thing with the Lost in Space is that they finished it up in a way the original series couldn't because it got canceled before you know just literally left them out there lost in space um and even the 90s movie um which will be known as the movie that knocked titanic off the top of the box office but not much else um wow (laughs) they got released without opening credits that's what we were told it was yeah they just didn't understand it the um you know left them lost in space but the, the the tv show kind of said you know, got them to where they were going and left on a hopeful note, which I think was interesting because I pop, haven't seen probably what Erwin Allen was always kind of going for. Yeah, yeah, because I haven't seen, I've only seen, I think, season one. I think there were three total, mm-hmm. weren't there? Yeah, and I've only, I gotta get and they reused a bit of the John Williams music, so it was like, yeah, oh well, yeah, gotta have the touchstone, dun, 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 dun. yeah. Um, well, that might be part of it. Similar to how Star Trek does the da da da. Oh, yeah. So which, it, oh, that is so is, That is so good, great now. Good segue now because that is my reboot uh, continuation the Star Trek series. With Chris Pine and. Oh, no, 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 no. 
Are you talking next generation? Next generation. Oh, okay. which begat Deep Space Nine, which begat Voyage, right? But which begat Trash. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, that wasn't really a reboot. That was like say it was a continuation of the fran- well, existing franchise. Yeah. So, but it was a great continuation. Well, well the Battlestar Galactica, the Lost in Space, those were true reboots. They took the original concept and tweaked it and said, "Here you go." Yeah. Well, that's um, what they did. Well, they said it. They were just much better. They went further into the future with essentially the same concept. Exactly. It was just better special effects and yep, you know, less cowboy and more uh, committee. Yep. Okay. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying I don't think I would. I wouldn't call a reboot. That's all. Well, I, the movies are a reboot, but they weren't because, of course, they did the wonderful thing of saying shifting universes and right. saying to every, saying to all of us, no. it's bad writing and no. it's a compound. They said to all of us, what you knew in the past is still there. Hang on to your precious memories, but we're going to watch this universe now. That's all yeah. they did. And buy our stuff. Well, and through whatever legal issues they were having between CBS and Paramount, and which are all the same company, so I'm not exactly sure why there was a problem. Mm-hmm. But but they basically Lawyers. they now said now we have a movie universe and we have a TV universe, and one yeah. of them's we crap. doubled our profits, right. and one of them is crap. <laughs> if you all if you all haven't figured out, <laughs> Bob has opinions <laughs> that he loves to share. My only problem with the new Star Trek stuff is they keep redesigning the Klingons every series. I will give you that. It's like, I get that there's more than one ethnicity of Klingons. Mm -hmm. But come on, folks. (laughs) Representation matters. Yes. (laughs) There has to be a 25% difference. (laughs) But yes, and you're right. Some little Klingon boy out there is watching. (laughs) And to see the ridges on his forehead match what's on the TV, that's important. That's very important. Mommy, when will my ridges come in? (laughs) Mommy, why are you crying? In the 60s, they never did. No, they never did, did they? They We don't talk about that time. And we, and we will, there will be, we're going to have a huge... brilliant episode of Enterprise which dealt with this. It was, I had it, heard that, but I never watched Enterprise. I, was, I thought it was Deep Space Nine. No, it's Enterprise that had, had the explanation of why the ridges showed up. Oh, okay. I stopped watching Enterprise two seasons in or so. Uh, I, you that's about you the beat usual. me by one season. Uh, yeah. And we are, folks, we will be talking. Uh, obviously, you can see we are heavily into the love of and I love not Discovery. Love Star Trek. Oh, oh. And well, we got to go. <laughs> I just had to say that to watch Bob's face. He, this, yeah, stay tuned for that episode, folks, because it'll be called Dave versus Bob and Discovery. Uh, but no, uh, I mean, let's see. We went way off on a tangent there, didn't we? We we hit that Star Trek, and we never. That's how it works. That's how it works. But you bounced it off of Babylon Five. I we did bounce it off of Babylon there Five. There you go. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we also will be talking about uh, smaller things in pop culture. Uh, not smaller things. I guess what I guess what I want to say. Not smaller. Stranger. Different. Uh, the, the stuff that it's easy to talk about. TV. Stranger things. Stranger. We'll talk about Stranger Things. Never saw. Will, uh, uh, but instead, of, and not not only comics and movies and TV, and you know what we consider the big stuff. But there's always there's always the the um, commercials, food, uh, food, uh, uh, cereal. Cereal was I love talking about food. <laughs> cereal. 
I'm looking around the room. I'm pretty sure we all do. Uh, <laughs> things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, pop culture encompasses a lot of things. And actually, back in the 1900s, pop culture was... Uh, was popular culture, which was, uh, when I looked up the defini- definition, uh, I know, pop culture, popular culture, but they didn't call it pop culture at the time. They called it popular culture. They called and, it history. And it was because popular culture wasn't what the government was wanting and doing. It was what the average person did every day. It was a, what their popular culture did. Does that make sense? It's very mod of you. Mod? Mod. <laughs> Mod. <laughs> mod. That was a saying back then. Oh, is it mod? mod? Yeah. Is it mod? Is it pop? It's pop. It's wow. It's there was yeah. pop art. That was, there was also there was pop stuff. art. Yes. Drop in, drop out. Um, Turn out. Groovy man. Groovy. Sock it to me. Let me tell you, it was all far I out. I thought was this was out. going to be. Sock it to me. <laughs> a, a podcast about the Partridge family, <laughs> and that's the only reason I'm here. No. <laughs> David, when are we going to talk about Susan Day? <laughs> Well, speaking of Susans, let me tell you about <laughs> Susan Olson. Yes, I just listened to a podcast with her on it. Yes, uh, I turned. I know now we're going to promote this podcast. <laughs> we also promote everybody else's podcast. This is the Tangiverse Gone Wild. Uh, I just, and I am really going off track here, folks. But uh, I, I took a little nap because I've had a cold. This isn't my normal voice, and I dreamt this afternoon that I had brought back. To Jefferson High School, the Brady kids. You didn't go to Jefferson. I did not go to Jefferson High School, so I don't know why Jefferson High School is where it's at. Did they have it was a very weird come with them? The no, not the cartoon pandas. No, nice, nice reference. Uh, Was was Tiger with them? No, and you know, in the end, it was just me and Christopher Knight. But Oliver, (laughs) where's Oliver? (laughs) What happened to Oliver? I heard Six that. I don't know if anybody else did. Yeah, but I Christopher did. Knight. I heard yeah. it. Actually, and Susan Olsen. I guess everybody was mad at me because I couldn't find the music for for uh, Sunshine Day. And so everybody else was walking out, and I walked back in after looking for this music. And Susan Day or, or Susan Olsen and, and Chris Knight were there, and they're like, they're all mad at you. And I was like, oh, what? Anyway, that's my, that's my dream. So obviously, I'm listening to too much of. The Real Brady Bros, which is another podcast uh, that when you're done listening to this, listen to that because it, it's, it's really good. Hi, Chris. Anyway, here's my. I thought I, he was talking about Susan Day. I, Susan Olsen. I rattled Susan right. Olsen, I'm I talked about Susan Day. He had a dream about Susan Olsen and Christopher Knight. And that's, then, that's okay, the Real I'm Brady Bros now. podcast. You got it? Yeah, right, this is fast right. moving. That one was a three hanky one, too, folks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this. <laughs> This is what you have to look forward to in the next 300 episodes. Mom and dads, grab your children. Um, Bring them to the radio. Here's my question for the day. Since we're the, we're just as an introduction. This is an oh, introduction this is real. episode. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we've been recording. Bob. I had a few pills. We're done with the warm-up. Now on to the main event. Just um, don't let me babble. A lot of you... Uh, from uh, I would say Gen X, well, past Gen X. What's what's the next one past Gen X? Gen Z. Is it Gen Z? Because we got the millennials in there somewhere. I don't know what happened. Gen Y. Hang on. Continue on. Let me. Okay. Gen X, I think, goes to millennials, which goes to Gen Z, because millennials would technically be Y. They're going to keep it up until it's Why not? Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> Two of us Wednesday. in the room are technically baby boomers. Yep. 
And I know but I'm, at the very, very, very end. So we're baby boomers with Gen X tendencies. And You're still I, holding on to the umbilical cord. And I am the Gen X. I, I am a true Gen Xer. I was 1966, so I'm definitely Slack. Gen Okay, X. so we've got the baby boomer generation, which ends in 64. Mm-hmm. Oh, then there's Gen X, which was 65 through 79. That's what you listen to. Somewhere between 66. Millennials, 80 to 94. Gen Z, 95 to 2012. And now it's Gen Alpha, which is 2013 to 2025. Well, what makes them so alpha? Because I think they stopped after Z and now they have to go back again. Well, I thought right. maybe because they're the first generation. Or they like born completely within the 21st century. Perhaps. Oh, that's. Okay, well that makes sense. Could be because the other generation, the other generation crosses the cent- the cent- the millennial mark. So, yeah. so my we call them millennials because it was around the millennial. My question here is my dis- uh, hopefully a discussion we can get a discussion out of this. There was a time for all you young ones listening to us old men. There was a time when we didn't have this thing called the internet. We didn't have complete and total uh, information at the drop of a hat. You obviously never owned a set of Encyclopedia Britannica. (laughs) It really is an investment for a lifetime. (laughs) Or the World Book. No, no, we didn't. We really didn't. So, I look back on, on, you know, where, and so I guess my question is, because I look back on this, and it's like, where did we go to, to, to get that infer- to get the, the to learn about the you know what was going on in the different pop culture fields the movies the TV now I can say I'll, I'll, hold on Bob uh, I can say that for comic books uh, a lot of it you we didn't even have I don't think we had a lot of uh, you couldn't unless you had friends that you were uh, hanging out with who read comics. Uh, you didn't really, you know, you'd buy your comics, but you didn't really, you know, have a lot of talk. And back in, way back in the day, we didn't even have comic book stores, really. We had the five and dimes, we had the drug stores, and those wonderful, beautiful spinner racks yep. um, that you'd go to every week to see what was out and new. The hunt. The hunt, Once yes. a week, I'd walk up Tom Petersburg to Lars Lears and take a look to see what was on the rack when I got my allowance. Yep. And mine was Thornton's uh, right down here on uh, Telegraph. So, but so what, what did we do? Where, how did we, how did we, uh, you know, do that? And Bob? This is the way you kept in touch. Magazines. Starlog Magazine, Future Magazine, Bangoria, The Monster Times, a newsprint magazine all about monsters, comic, what we now call pop culture. They were the magazines that we bought, and they were our religion. I saw my first glimpse of the Star Wars X-Wing fighter. We had our first drawing of Star Killer, which Skywalker was a woman at first named Star Killer. But they changed it, and you found out why in the pages of Comic Scene Magazine, Future Star Lob. All the Warren competition, all Warren magazines with monster, great monsters of film land, all of those. That was the information that you disseminated. Hmm. And, I, and you're right. I, I, that's kind of where I was was headed. Although I want to also bring up 
and this might have just been me, uh, Tiger Beat. Yep. Um, you don't remember Tiger Beat? <clears throat> I remember it. I'd never actually read an issue. You never read? They always, uh, now, in, in my defense, and, and, and folks, you're going to learn this real quick. Uh, I am a 56-year-old gay man. So what? Tiger, yes, Tiger Beat for me was, look at all these nice. pretty boys and Christy McNichol. Um, <laughs> Which, depending on yeah, her haircut, yeah. you never really knew. Exactly. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I did. I was looking through some old ones today. I was flicking through covers, and it's like, oh, there's Donnie, there's Sean Cassidy, there's David Cassidy. Oh, and look, there's another Christy McNichol. But that was the only girl that was ever popped up on any of these. I was reading Bob Starlog monster scene. <laughs> Whatever uh, the litany that he just listed off, <laughs> I was. That's where, why I had no money. I was where I was the one getting disseminated to. So, but that's I bought the magazines right? and he bought the comic books and we kind of like switched back and forth. Oh, that's cool. Yes, Bob and Dave are, are life lifelong friends. Close enough. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah, I mean they weren't born. To, they're not twins, but they're Bob, close. Bob Bob moved into my school district, so okay. What were you going to say? Uh, from a music standpoint, it was Cream. Cream Magazine was yes. one. There were a few other ones like that the names escaped me at the moment. There was that. Um, Stone, Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, well, yeah. Uh, uh, spin. Yeah. Spin. Um, also, newspapers. Mm-hmm. I know everybody, you know, some of you listening may not know what those are, but back in the day, <laughs> newspapers were huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the <clears throat> biggest stories I remember from my early years was when John Lennon was shot. Oh, yeah. And I remember seeing that in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, and then this is a whole two, you know, almost a two-page spread. And it was just, that's where you got your, your information. That's how you kept up on things. And because you only had four channels, yeah. you know. And, um, so there's that. But uh, now. <clears throat> and if you didn't see it then, you'll never see it again. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And then the magazines I were buying were um, Inside Wrestling, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh Things of that nature, which, if we ever get into that topic of the internet and how things change because of it, that's that's a huge one. So, and what about Sports Illustrated, of course? Oh yeah, absolutely. I I was a subscriber from 1983 to uh, 2013, and they sold the company, and now it's a quarterly, which makes no sense for a magazine to be quarterly. But yeah, anyways, yeah, but that, yeah, that, that was also one as well. Yeah, I also want to uh, used to be weekly. Yeah, it used to be. Now, I mean, yeah, when, I, when do, I subscribed, it was weekly. Yeah, so. they do now, maybe four issues a, month, a year. Wow. I also uh, want to throw in there, um, TV Guide back then was huge. Oh, yes. The TV yes. Guides yep. were like really kind of thick. The fall preview. Fall previews were wonderful. Oh, and I think they've just started bringing back to uh, network television the fall preview show. You know, mm-hmm. To start each season, there used to be a show yep. that was just, here's what's coming up this season. And the big one was the one for Saturday morning. Oh, those. Oh, oh. Yeah. That was. that was Skip the Care Bear stuff. Get to the Fantastic Four. Yes. And and, well, and the comic books also told you what was coming on Saturday morning. Yep. yep they always yeah, had they those Because back ads. in those days, comic books were actually aimed at kids. Yes. They were foreign concept. Yes. It's true. Um, I, but and, and Bob, but Bob hit the nail on the head. It, uh, magazines were really the big uh, print magazines, and and was uh, in well. The other ones too were like uh, you know uh, Star Magazine, uh, National Enquirer, which I know we, we may not have read, but I know we all had parents or grandparents that probably read them. My grandmother was. You have to know what's going on with that boy. Was religious with National National Enquirer. Plus, you had all your soap opera magazines. I was going to say soap opera. Yeah. I was a huge mm-hmm. soap opera fan back in the day. I knew what was going on with every one of those thirty-two stories. Can't cope without my soap. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I had, I had, uh, yeah, I had. Uh, 
bought every issue of Soap Opera Digest back in the late 70s and all through the 80s as well. Uh, and newspaper, like you said. I want to say radio. Yes. Radio was uh, much bigger back then. So, you know, yeah. and they always talked a lot about uh, different I mean, music, of course, but they would always delve into, and they still do. I've listened to a lot of people who will talk about, oh, did you see such and such on TV last night? And, you know, they, so pop culture still emanates out there, but that, but before the internet, I, I, I don't want to say it was harder to find, but it was a little, but it was a little bit. You had to, uh, you know, you had to go out and really look for it, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Bob and I were just talking about the difference in radio today. You know, nowadays every station is so specialized. This yep. is your rap station. This is your rock and roll station. This is your oldest station. It used to be stations were more generalized. Mm-hmm. You can get oh, a little absolutely. bit of everything. Absolutely. Um, from the same station. Though I remember as kids, it was CKLW was what we listened yep. to for rock and roll. Yep. WJR. And, uh, WJR was more the grown-up station, the baseball games and stuff. Right. Um, but they also had the community programs, the the news programs. And uh, Carl's Haas Adventures in Good Music, did we decide? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Did you Classical say, music station. Did you say rock and roll or rock with roll? I said rock and roll. Okay, just want to make sure. Inside joke there, folks. Um, I said rock with roll when I was talking to Bob, and he's going, what? Just, <laughs> that's a line from a play that I happen to be in right now that, yes. that Ron's directing, and um, Brian is our co-star. So yes, And I just use the royal we as in Mr. F- I've been listening, watching too much Family Affair reruns right now. So, so you're using the royal we. Yeah. Mr. French always spoke that way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I do think uh, I've lost my thought. Radio. Radio. Uh, yeah. Radio was, uh, I, but I do agree going back to what you were saying and, and I, and we're going to hit on this even more. Uh, that's another topic I want to get into, but uh, I hold that. Uh, and Ron said earlier, eighties greatest music. Uh, and I was a teenager through the eighties. I mean, those were kind of, I don't know if it was 80s. When you're a teenager, is that your formative years? Or is your formative years your younger years? Those, I'm not quite sure. I, I think it's your younger. I Personally, I think it's somewhere between middle elementary through high school. Okay. The reason being is, you know, try to remember anything before kindergarten, and I bet you can't. You can't, yeah. Well, those. So they help form you, but. There, those memories are way back. Right. Well, the uh, I for mean, me, I remember everything from birth on. So, <laughs> I don't think I want to remember my birth, but the uh, it was not pretty. She <laughs> <laughs> been there after. Oh, um, the, the uh, yeah, keep going, keep going. Uh, I said nothing wrong. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. I know he did. Uh, I will hold that as much as the 80s, because I was a teenager in the 80s and, and then my early 20s through the 80s, and and probably that my bar stuff uh, started by the late 80s and early 90s. I still hold, and this is something I, I will talk about again, the 70s to me had the absolute greatest uh, music. And I'll tell you why that's my opinion, because uh, you said it first, uh, with CKLW, uh, every we had a little bit of everything in the eighties or in the seventies. We had on Billboard's top one hundred, you could have John Denver in the top ten next to ACDC, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, I mean, it just seemed like everybody was listening to a little bit of everything. Uh, the 80s, we had that as well, but 
I think it started that sort of you had your new wave over here, you had your hard rock over here, then you started having your metal and your heavy metal, uh, you know, and then by the 90s, the boy bands came in and, it, and I, I truly think the world went to hell. But the, the, the music didn't die on February fourth, nineteen fifty, whatever it was, is when NSYNC actually started. Yes, yeah, that was when the day the music died, and and uh, we still weep to this day. Uh, but now that's just my opinion. But I do think the seventies did have a real eclectic uh, feel to it when it came to music. <laughs> well, and it was a changing of time, of course, from the sixties, um, which sixties to me always felt more. Uh, harder rock i guess is i don't i'm not sure it wasn't like metal but it was it was a time of change you know because the music rock was just now really starting to take over mm-hmm. it was moving from the i guess the big band era that time and well, then you you know, it really had moved here. out so there was still a lot of experimentation i think in music because the genres hadn't really solidified like they have today yeah. you know country west what we call country western today I think you would have called rock and roll back in the the 60s or 70s i'd say soft rock yeah that works for me i think too it, music in the 60s was more a product of the environment it was more about rebellion because yes. of, of mm-hmm. vietnam and the government and things of that nature yes. that's what it was all about was where then once you got past that into the 70s it was all just about expression and actual art Whereas there was more to me, the music from the '60s was more politically motivated, and that's not necessarily that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But I think that's really where the, where the difference was, and maybe it all stems from Elvis, you know, going to the military. That's what. To a degree, I think, and then you also have a difference because the early '60s, we listen early '60s, you got a lot more what I guess we'd call novelty tunes today. For example, um, itsy bitsy, teeny weeny, yellow polka dot bikinis, monster mash, purple people eaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And things like that, and and those kind of what I guess just pure. And even the fifties had some of these fun songs: Marysy Dotes and Dozy Dotes and Little Amsy Divey and Fish Swimming Over Day. I don't know. There was just all sorts of stuff going on, but you know, it, it got more serious. Yeah, I think right towards the end of the sixties. Of course, it even did in the musical theater. That's where Hair and uh, oh, several sure. other things started coming out. Although I still now eighties still had one great little ditty called "Shut Up at You Face." I don't, I don't know. Recall that one. You don't remember that one. Does I recall it was that one? banned. I do on believe so. Shut up in your face. Well, the what's seven- the matter, you? Hey, what's the no respect? Yeah. I think uh, a certain that was that banned was from radio a couple times. At least radio stations did ban it. Really? Really? Yeah. Double check me. We will. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit in. A- we'll get our fact-checking group on this, and we'll get back with him. Do, 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 do. Jeopardy aired. Jeopardy. Uh, first time. In 1960, 70. Uh, well, because you had the daytime program. Oh, yeah. That was there first, yep. and then Merv Griffin turned into the night program. I mm-hmm. guess he was involved with both of them. Um, he was. That man had a lot of money. What a titan of industry he was, Merv Griffin. I mean, really? He was, he, was. On every, he was involved with everything on TV. He was. You just don't see that anymore. He was a star maker and a star breaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. mean that totally seriously. Yeah. Yep. The only one that rivaled him was probably Johnny, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson, I think, oh, was as well. Yeah, but yeah. I, for Merv, I was just more about the, the, the back part, the back side of it. Where he was more side. of a, uh, yeah. a financier more so than, than anything else. Yeah, Johnny was just the Johnny had a star. lot of uh, real estate. Of course, so did He had a lot different. of ex-wives, too. I, was, so yeah. Yeah. I knew somebody was... That's <laughs> 
and more than one Joanne out, out of that group. Yes, so, strange peccadillo of his. Yeah. Though oddly yeah. enough, I always preferred the Mike Douglas show over the Merv Griffin show. I did too. And for a while, when I was younger, I would get them too, too confused based on I the agree. talk shows. It took me a minute just now, like which one was which, mm-hmm. and one had the little op art flowers on their back screen, and people were sit, sat in uncomfortable chairs. Mm-hmm. They had the director's chair, but they were like four feet. I think that was Merv. Ground. Was that Merv? Yeah. I, I thought mean, Merv about, had the couch. I think Mike Douglas I think had the, of the dating game. Mike Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember those. I forgot about those those big flowers we used to have all the time in the seventies. All the decorations. Oh. And the acrylic poured acrylic stuff, like dealy boppers that bop back and forth. Smiley faces. Remember smiley faces? I still have my green button from Mr. Elliot. Oh, good. Oh, Miss Sonny Elliot? No. No. Oh. James F. Elliot III. Oh. Uh, okay. He was our music teacher. Oh, oh now yeah, there's a real band deep pop culture reference. <laughs> <laughs> that goes deep. Well, and, and it's to cover. back up about 20 minutes ago, uh-huh. we might want to tell people CKLW, <laughs> for those who are listening in the United States, was a Canadian station. Yeah. It yes. still is, I presume, yeah. um, out of Windsor, Ontario, but it also because of the borders right on Detroit, it, we all heard it. Yes. Yes. Um, so it was considered and part, it of, reached the, pretty considered far part of the Detroit yeah. market. CKLW. Now, I went to, uh, as you guys know, and I'll tell you out there in uh, audience land, uh, I went to uh, a few years ago, I studied for a year at Spex Howard uh, to do radio and TV. One of the uh, first lessons we learned was CKLW was a huge, huge influence back in the 60s and early 70s. That was people, celebrities, singers were going there to yes. get their, their songs put on the air because they knew that was one of the big markets at that point. Yeah. So, so you get a well, big influencer. The whole Detroit area was a giant oh, Motown. Motown was, yeah. yeah Paola's when, when people dance. still lived here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, people still live here now. They just don't live downtown. <laughs> that's very well, true people live downtown but you want them as neighbors not not not, not well well you have you know, the horror stories of you know crack houses and such well yeah yeah it's it that's is what I meant kind by of that. a set yeah i know and it, it 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 has turned kind of although there's they are trying to re re-energize it and, yeah and uh you know i was well, think was listening to the bob and tom show this morning and they were praising detroit Great, now we're now awesome. we're promoting the Bob and Tom show. Okay. <laughs> they don't need more promotion, but they talk about Michigan a lot. And uh, one of their guests was saying, I love Detroit. Yep. He says, I won't quite put it on like New Orleans yet, but it's got its own vibe. It's new things. So, No New York. Detroit now. <laughs> well, what is? Thank you. Maybe new London, York, Paris, new Belgium, York I don't know. Yeah, New York's not New York anymore. That's right. Yeah, well, there's that too. Um, so I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of start wrapping this one up. Uh, you, you guys now uh, out there who have uh, listened to this entire 45 minutes to our show know what uh, what we're about. And if you're confused, okay. no, they don't. <laughs> and if you're confused, come back next month for uh, the second episode, and we'll confuse you even more. But before we go, I want to give a couple of quick shout out, not shout outs. Um, since we're a pop culture, we're going to be talking pop culture uh, now and in the past. Uh, and this we are recording on uh, January 12th. 
2023. Uh, we've had a few passings of some uh, pop culture uh, uh, people, and I want to uh, just mention them, uh, see if uh, any memories jog for any of you. Uh, the first one, uh, Adam Rich, who played a uh, very young uh, can't remember his name. Nicholas. Now. Nicholas, Nicholas Bradford. Eight is enough. Uh, eight is enough. Um, you always remind me of a Muppet. Did he really? Yeah, because his toe hair. Oh, okay. He just looked like a Muppet. <laughs> that was that that hairstyle was very big. John Denver had yeah, that. Uh, cousin had cousin Oliver had that. And pretty much that was a real big uh, thing. But uh, so I was sad to hear. I know he had a lot of struggles. I say it sounds like he had a pretty hard life yeah uh, you know he was one of those kid actors that just couldn't get out uh from underneath there's an episode uh, kid yeah. actors yes oh yes uh and i thought of that when i saw was reading this today another one and this one just was yesterday <coughs> excuse me uh jeff beck yep that hurt mm-hmm. um big time guitarist uh started with the Yardbirds, uh and then just kind of went on to pave his own career uh played with many many legendary uh singers and uh, uh uh songwriters and that sort of thing and then this one was a little bit earlier but i have to say leslie jordan oh yes and i learned something and this is why i saved him for last mr yeoman i heard you met Leslie Jordan. I met him. I even got a quick peck on the cheek. Nice. Now, where did you meet him? This is at Saugatuck at the Dunes Resort. Um, of course, I should have known that. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you the other stories. <laughs> yeah, we'll save Every, those stories. No, nothing involved. Tell him me. which cheek. <laughs> <laughs> the one I turned. <laughs> nice, nice. But you did get to meet Leslie yes, Jordan. Yes, and basically what happened was we knew we were coming up. I had a script from one of the uh, shows that he had done. I forget which one it is. Oh, Assorted Lives. Okay. Yep, that's a good. Yeah. And I brought up a script, and I said, could you autograph my script? He went, girl, you found my script? <laughs> oh, where'd you find this? Oh, this is my script. This is my script. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's mine. I still have it. He signed it and he gave me a quick peck on the cheek, and the line moved on. Oh, he was promoting great. his new book. Yeah, I think he yeah. was able to publish two or three of them. Hmm. Wonderful books. Get them. Yeah. I have to. I have to check those out. I, I fell. I fell in love with Leslie Jordan, and a lot of people remember Leslie Jordan. Uh, I think. A lot of people, the first thing they go to is Will and Grace back in the 90s. But Leslie Jordan, when I when I first remember him, was when he would appear on an even older uh, 80s show called Designing Women. He made a few appearances on there, and that's when I saw him and fell in love with him. Dave? No, I just just that we've gotten to the point of that Designing Women is an older <laughs> I know. show. Yeah, well, Will and Grace is what thirty years old now too. Well, they brought it back though. Well, that's true. They did do. They did. He's do that. like that about Star Trek too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, I, I want to give a shout out or uh, rest in peace to Adam Rich, Jeff Beck, and Leslie Jordan. We will miss you. Uh, thank you much for your talents uh, throughout the decades. Uh, next week or next month. 
<laughs> next week. I said next week. I wrote down next week. I meant to say next month. Everybody looked at me like, dear God, do we have to come back again? Uh, next month, we will be starting our actual discussion. Uh, thank you. What was this? Okay. Well, I meant like topic. Topic. There it is. We'll be starting our first actual topic. With an all-new cast. <laughs> we pray. And it will be the Batman. The years through TV just, and Just the one show? movie. There's no. only one version called The Batman. I know. Well, we'll be there's t- a movie and an, <laughs> an, an, an animated well, series. Do you do any research? There it is. Well, we're going to be doing research. I'm going to be doing research. So we could, but we will be talking about. You have to research Batman. Well, I, you know, I am going to research. Probably doesn't know who the bright knight is. <laughs> it's a dim bulb. <laughs> I want to go back. I, I found a, a streaming service that I can watch the old 50s serial stuff and that. So I want to go back and. Uh, they never uh, got the ears right. <laughs> but, no, they did not get those ears right. I can tell. They didn't get Robin's costume right either. Uh, but anyway, so yes, uh, next month we will, our, our first uh, full topic will be on the evolution of Batman in television and movies. Uh, and Just, uh, Dave is as excited as can be. I'm He's, ready for the comic books. <laughs> now I got to go rewatch all the TV. Well, uh, which is a pleasure. <laughs> anyway, until next time, and I have no sign off yet. We, I got to. We, we've got to sit down and figure out a uh, real A team sort of sign off. We chemo something. Please oh, don't sue uh, us. Good night. That was the throwback to yet another podcast. Yes, it TV was. Show. It very much was. Uh, with Dick Van Dyke. Anyway, yes. Um, uh, until next time, Alan Brady Show. Want to thank Impact uh, Studios for letting us record high atop the Benish Building here in Monroe, Michigan. And yes, I just borrowed that from somebody. I was going to say, did they force you guys? To say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly a tourist spot. <laughs> not yet. Not yet, but boy, yeah. If we keep doing these, you know, we're just, everybody starts a podcast, we could be a hit here. The lawyers will be lining up till McGee's. <laughs> That's not still around, is it? It is. It is. Oh, good. McGee's is still is here? It? I don't know. Well, the sign's still up, but I don't I know. may have spoken out of pocket. Light I really don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I the light, light closed down, but. Oh, it could have. I don't know. I don't yeah. do downtown. Anyway, shout out to McGee's, whether you're here or not. Um, there's a lot of signs that are still hanging around in Monroe. That there's not there anymore. Uh, but anyway, we want to thank you for listening uh, to us uh, four men who just wanted to get together and, and, uh, do this and uh we love you all we love some of you we love one or two of you uh and uh we thank you we're gonna get a sign off eventually until then live long and prosper peace out uh make love not war and I'm chevy uh, chase and you're not <laughs> yes and we're chevy chase and you're not see you later that's probably comprehended
we had it made. Those were the days. Here we come. Walk down the street. Greetings, Greetings and, salutations. and salutations. We are, we are Pop Culture. culture. <laughs> yeah, that's how we're going to begin, folks. Let me uh, introduce myself. My name is Brian Burchett Ross, and I am the uh, leader of a team, a ragtag team of individuals who have decided that we want to start our own podcast before, well, I decided I wanted us to start our own podcast. Before we begin, I tell you who we are. Uh, or what our plan is, uh, I want to go around our table and let you uh, hear the voice to the name, and uh, I'm going to let them uh, introduce themselves. And let's start with, oh, I get to do it this time. Let's start with... Hi there, I'm Ron Roberts. And? Uh, Hello, I'm Robert Yeoman. And last but certainly not least, David War. Awesome. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about ourselves. Ten years ago, we were a crack commando unit that was sent to prison for a crime we didn't commit. We promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Monroe, Michigan underground, where we survive as four slightly over-middle-aged men trying our hand at a pop culture podcast. Um, But no, seriously, we are actually, we do have another podcast um, called The Art and Business of Community Theater, a Monroe Community Players podcast. You can find us on Spotify or um, Apple Podcast or anywhere else. Uh, I, I think that they have podcasts. Um, and in that podcast, what we do is we discuss community theater, uh, both the business and the uh, theatrical experiences itself. Uh, and uh, the four of us have been uh, known each other for many, many years uh, through community theater. And uh, I have noticed, I think we've all noticed, that uh, through the podcast and while we're working on shows, pop culture seems to be our uh, the main thread that, that we tend to use to joke and uh, uh, to talk and, and, you know, just kind of uh, pal around with. So I decided let's get these, the four of us together. Uh, think of it, folks, as if uh, four slightly... Older than middle-aged, except maybe Ron. Um, uh, white men sitting around a porch with their favorite beverage. I have bourbon. I don't know about the rest of you. We'll ask here in a second. And uh, we're just going to talk about, every week we're going to talk about something different in pop culture. What I want to do now is we're going to go around the table. Oh, no, I want to warn you, first of all, folks. We are also known uh, with the other podcasts that we can uh, we have created what we call the tangent verse, which means no matter what our subject is, you may see us go down a rabbit hole that may last 10 to 15 minutes before we can pull ourselves back out. Uh, So with that being said, what I'd like to do is let you all uh, meet this wonderful A-team and we're going to uh, find out what they feel they can bring to the pop culture, popped culture table. I'm going to start with our own Templeton Peck, David War. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> <laughs> and we are off and running, folks. <laughs> it's the next rabbit hole. This is Bub's Bunny rabbit hole. 
Um, uh, again, David War. Um, I, with the exception of not knowing who Templeton Peck is, I, I think I can bring him a vast knowledge of uh, classical or classic television, uh, probably stretching back to fifties, thanks to my habit of watching reruns after coming home from school in the seventies uh, and sixties, seventies, sixties, whatever. Um, I, I have virtually memorized every TV theme song ever written, up to and including. I guess I don't even know how far I was going to say Frasier, um, probably, but probably beyond that as well. Um, Archie comic books. I'm probably the only one here that can talk about the pros and cons of Benny and Veronica or Betty versus Veronica. Throw, throw Sabrina in the mix. Um, comic strips in general, comic books in general, the uh, mainstream DC and Marvel universes, um, all the movies. I've seen, of course, all the Star Wars, all the movies, all the Star Treks, um, yeah, up to and including Lower Decks. <laughs> I like Lower Decks. I do, too. Yeah. Um, waiting for season three of Picard to come out. Uh, uh, Disney, I'm probably the Disney guy. Well, Ron, Ron will give me a run mm -hmm. for the money since he actually worked for the Walt Disney Company. I have, <laughs> I have not. <laughs> and Ron has left already. Well, <laughs> I, I get I didn't come back. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else, but, yeah. Okay, that sounds like quite a bit. Quite a bit. And I think you're going to figure out who Templeton... Harvey Comic Books, too. Harvey Comic Books. All right, all right. And I think you're about to find out, remember who Templeton Peck is here in a second, because it was a name I didn't recognize at first. They called him something else. The Saint. No. No. No, that's Simon. Simon. That's Simon, Simon Templeton. Oh, so very similar. Okay. But don't worry, folks. He's He's got a lot of knowledge. I got to work work back, work into the good graces here. I'm, I'm already off wrong. Uh, so now we're going was to... Was he the rat in uh, Oliver and Company? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. No, what, what was that one with the rat detective? The mouse, de great mouse detective. Great mouse detective. That's oh, not I never who, saw that. Were they glut? Glut? That's not glut. Disney, no. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go on to our next A-team member, our own Ron Roberts, who I consider to be B.A. Baracus. I'm going, I know who that is. I pity the fool. <laughs> uh, hello again. So as the uh, <clears throat> youngest member of the group, uh, you had to throw that in there. Well, it's important. It is. It is. Yeah, uh, I'm just teasing. So I, I was uh, an 80s kid. Uh, let's put it that way. So 1980s is really going to be part of my wheelhouse, whether it be uh, movies, TV, uh, music, especially music. Uh, previous life, I was a, a manager of a record store. And to me, there's been... 80s music is some of the best there is, but also back to 70s and 60s as well. But pretty much a lot of pop music, rock, things of that nature. Uh, 80s movies. Uh, I'll be the de facto sports person if anything type of pop culture in sports needs to be discussed. Um, and then also, besides Disney, I did work for almost 10 years for the Empire. Um, also worked uh, in, in retail for Gap, so in my opinion, I've worked with two of the most American brands there are. Hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> do with what you want with that information. Uh, but also as a, a 80s child, and um, I grew up in a time frame where a, two certain things came together. Uh, one was, was rock, and one was wrestling. It was the rock and wrestling connection with uh, Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, and MTV. So I uh, was and still am a professional wrestling fan. So I will be uh, here uh, going wild with the Hulkamaniacs. Uh, I could do that. Um, we could talk about uh, 
uh, the Four Horsemen, if you know who those people are, but but professional wrestling and pop culture, which is still a, a big thing today. Um, I know who, knew who uh, Dwayne Johnson was before he became The Rock. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it. I didn't um, know he existed before The Rock. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah. um, he had hair then. He did. Uh, so Wait that, that's really kind of it there. right there. And obviously the other things as well, Marvel, DC, things of that nature, but really more more so about the 80s, TV and movies and, and music, especially music. I have a feeling Brian and I are going to have some interesting conversations. I, I think so too. And and I think, uh, and we will be hitting on, I'm sure, sports. I, I have uh, put it in my list, although we all, I, they know, you, you out there don't know, uh, that I am probably the least sports person in this room. Although Bob's given me the, I can probably beat you on that. Yet, ladies and gentlemen, he's wearing a Yankees hat. Because I do love baseball. Baseball is... And New York. And, and I do love New York, yes. Hi, New York. Um, but yes, you're uh, you're right. I do love baseball and New York. Uh, so, and you know, I remember Mark Fidrich well. Oh, yeah. The bird. The bird, yes. Was the word. <laughs> Have you not we'll get heard? To, yes, we'll get to Family Guy eventually too. <laughs> no. um, and uh, now, thank you, uh, Ron. Going and back to the beach. And we're <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to hear from Frankie and Annette, baby, <laughs> Mr. Robert Bob Yeoman, also known as my Howling Mad Murdoch. What you bring to the table, Bob? <laughs> A plate full of confusion. <laughs> Can anybody follow this? Why, yes, it can. For all those who did not know, I'm the one who knows everything. I mean, just save your top breath and time. If I said it, it's correct. Thank you. I go back to sit on my porch, shout at clouds, and I will keep the frisbee on the top of my house. No, honestly, folks, thank you. <laughs> Obviously, that was a character that Brian did not expect. <laughs> no, or, but I enjoyed no. it. No. <laughs> Don't know where that one came from. <laughs> out of the blue there. <laughs> Field of Specialities, Star Trek. Except for the newest ones, which not from the quality. Well, yeah, there's that. There's the discovery of oh let's not even say that word, discovery. but I have heard oh, discovery okay, well, I just said wonderful it. things about some of the shows by their own showrunners and then <laughs> after that everybody kind of goes is okay. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers cartoons, oh yeah, Bugs Bunny and Pals, yeah, yeah, yeah. could teach you everything about comic timing. And throwing people off track. <laughs> I guess that's about it. But no, I do know Star Trek, mm. comic books, movies. Favorite line: "Follow the money." <laughs> if there's a problem, follow the money. That show stinks. Follow the money. And then I guess that's it. Uh, everybody has probably switched off by now. <laughs> No, no, they haven't, because I've edited that down to about 30 seconds. <laughs> no, just kidding. That's uh, fine. It's meandering. It's fluff. It's a total lie. Everything I've said has been a total lie. 
It has not been a total lie. He is very knowledgeable in many, many, many things. Uh, I've known him for many years. And uh, for myself, who in I Broadway. guess... Oh, Broadway. Oh, and Broadway. Broadway musicals. He does know Broadway. And, and there is a lot of Broadway in pop culture, that's for sure, folks. Uh, and as for myself, uh, again, Brian Burchett Ross, who, uh, as I guess the leader of this ragtag team, I guess I'll call myself Hannibal, but not Lecter. Um, and uh, I bring to the table the fact that I'm editing this. Oh. So you can lead the three elephants across the Alps. That's it. That's a, is that a hey, reference? I miss that. I'm just a pretty face. <laughs> there you go. Radio. I wanted, you had to look it up, though. Didn't I had to look you it up. Look it up. I, I, saw you I could do a lot worse <laughs> than, than face. So. Than Dirk Benedict. Yeah. yeah. Um, good old Starbucks. Uh, so, yeah, um, I'm, I was uh, for many, many decades huge into comic books, uh, uh, TV. Uh, I am a TV addict. I am a self proclaimed TV addict. Uh, and. Um, I can probably go back a little bit into the 50s, uh, but my knowledge really starts in the 60s, even though I was born in the 60s. Uh, we had, uh, around here, and again, we're in Monroe, Michigan, folks. Uh, around here, we had a couple of, and here we go with a real big throwback, UHF stations. Uh, UHF back, box. UHF box, that uh, where the um, uh, where we would... You could find all these wonderful, during the afternoon when you came home from school, you'd find all these wonderful old 60s shows like The Monkees and Batman and Lost in Space and Star Trek and Bewitched and The Munsters and Adam's Family. And we're, we're going to hit them all uh, in the first 300 episodes of this podcast. But um, we... Uh, <laughs> they don't make television like that anymore. No, they don't. They really, really don't. Uh, and at least Dave was the first one to say that old person remark. I love that. They don't make television. They don't. Anyway. No, no, they don't. I agree, one hundred percent. I do. Uh, I do love the music. And when um, they try, they fail miserably. <laughs> they do love. I it do. stinks. <laughs> it stinks. Uh, worst TV show ever. ever. Uh, I do. Uh, I do. Uh, Love my Star Trek. I do enjoy Star Wars. Uh, the other iconic science fiction, um, whatever you call it, monopolization of, of franchises. Franchise. Thank you. It's better than monopolization. Uh, uh, no Babylon Five folks here, though, huh? No, I do like Babylon I like Five. Like the Vorline, the Varlorans. Vor yes. Vorlon. Yeah. Those are shoulder pads from hell. Those those were you no, you never watched Babylon Run? Uh bits and pieces. I was yeah. never a big I, I didn't I loved uh the first season was okay. It was mostly set up. Once they got rid of uh that first captain and brought in Box Lightner. Oh you're gonna disagree with that? No, uh, not at all. Oh. But there's a sad story to that. What's that? He left because he had uh a physical ailment in his brain. Oh. And he, he that the director he came and told the producer, Straczynski, mm -hmm. that, you know, I have this medical condition. I'm willing just to cut my contract short. And they went, no, no, we'll work around you. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And he never said anything to anybody about it. The gentleman, the actor passed away. And then a year after that, at a science fic of Babylon 5 convention, mm -hmm. he told the story finally. Oh, because his wife asked him to 
to inspire people are also dealing with this brain hemorrhage problem. Oh, wow. I did not but know it, that. Look it up on YouTube. It's it's a three hanky. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, I uh, I I did not know that, but I did enjoy more when Boxleitner oh, yes, showed yes. up. Um, and then those last, then those next two seasons with the whole Shadow War thing, I thought was excellent. And then after that was resolved, it just kind of, for me, it just kind of. Well, it was also it. written as a in book form. It was. It was written by one man. Yeah, Krasinski. Yeah, the producer of it. Yeah, but yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, uh, I being guess remade. Then, yes. It is it really? Yeah. Seriously. I have no problem with that. I'd like to see uh, what they could do. It was one of the niche networks: HBO Plus, <clears throat> Disney Plus. Somebody with a plus. I'm so glad <laughs> they're getting a great streaming grades. service. A streaming, a streaming service. service. Yes. I will say, since we're down this tangent verse, best science fiction reboot, remake, whatever, however you want to put it. Battlestar Galactica, to this date, they took an, a, a good 80s. Oh, see, ooh, ooh. Now Dave is looking like, ah, he, he's not quite sure. I'm not. The, the Lost in Space reboot was, I thought, phenomenal. Really? Um, on Netflix. Um, it, it took off in different directions, obviously, than the original show did, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, the the remake of the reboot of Battlestar Galactica was very good too, but I thought the ending, frankly, was weak. When they wrapped the se- the series uh, up, uh, yeah, I'd have to go back. But, but I, I think you I, might be I right there. kind of think the same. And my presumption is this: the audience listening to this um, has seen these already, so I apologize yeah, for any spoilers. The nice thing with the Lost in Space is that they finished it up in a way the original series couldn't because it got canceled before, you know, just literally left them out there lost in space. Um, And even the 90s movie, um, which will be known as the movie that knocked Titanic off the top of the box office, but not much else. (laughs) Um, Wow. (laughs) That got released without opening credits. That's what we were told. Yeah, they just didn't understand it. The, um, you know, left them lost in space, but the, the, the TV show kind of said, you know, got them to where they were going and left on a hopeful note, which I think was interesting. Because I haven't pop, seen probably what Erin Allen was always kind of going for. Yeah, yeah. Because I haven't seen. I've only seen. I think season one. I think there were three total, mm-hmm. weren't there? Yeah. And I've only. I got to get. And back they reused a bit of the John Williams music, so it was like, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Got to have the touchstone. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Um, well, that might be part of it. Similar to how Star Trek does the dun dun dun. Oh, yeah. So which, it, oh, that is so which is, That is so great now. Good segue now because that is my reboot uh, continuation the Star Trek series. With Chris Pine and. Oh, no, 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 no. Are you talking Next Generation? Next Generation. Oh, okay. Which begat Deep Space Nine, which begat Voyage, right, but- which begat Trash. Yeah. <laughs> But of course, that wasn't really a reboot. That was, like, say, it was a continuation of the fran- well, existing franchise. Yeah. So, but it was a great continuation. Well, well, the Battlestar Galactica, the Lost in Space, those were true reboots. They took the original concept and tweaked it and said, "Here you go." Yeah. Well, that's um, what they did. Well, they said it. They were just much better. They went further into the future with essentially the same concept. Exactly. It was just better special effects and. Yep. You know, less cowboy and more uh, committee yep okay 
I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying I don't think I would. I wouldn't call it a reboot. That's all. Well, I, the movies are a reboot, but they weren't because, of course, they did the wonderful thing of saying shifting universes and right. saying to every, saying out. to all of us, no. it's bad writing and no, it's a combat. It said to all of us, what you knew in the past is still there. Hang on to your precious memories. But we're going to watch this universe now. That's all they did. And buy our stuff. Well, and through whatever legal issues they were having between CBS and Paramount, and which are all the same company, so I'm not exactly sure why there was a problem. Mm-hmm. But but they basically Lawyers. they now said now we have a movie universe and we have a TV universe, and one yes. of them's we crap. doubled our profits, right. and one of them is crap. <laughs> if you all if you all haven't figured out. Bob has opinions <laughs> that he loves to share. My only problem with the new Star Trek stuff is they keep redesigning the Klingons every series. I will give you that. It's like, yeah. I get that there's more than one ethnicity of Klingons. Mm-hmm. But come on, folks. Dave, <laughs> representation matters. Yes. <laughs> there has to be a 25% difference. <laughs> but yes, and you're right. And Some little Klingon boy out there is watching. <laughs> and to see the ridges on his forehead match Mommy. what's on the TV, that's important. That's very important. Mommy, when will my ridges come in? <laughs> Mommy, why are you crying? Well, in the 60s, they never did. No, they never did, did they? they just we don't talk olive. about that time. And we, and we will. There will be. We're going to have a huge. Brilliant episode of Enterprise, which dealt with this. It was, I had it, heard that, but I never watched Enterprise. I was. I thought it was Deep Space Nine. No, it's Enterprise that had had the explanation of why the ridges showed up. Oh, okay. I stopped watching Enterprise two seasons in or so. Uh, I you, that's about you the beat me by one season. Uh, yeah. And we are, folks, we will be talking. Uh, obviously, you can see we are heavily into the love of and I love not love Star Trek. Oh, oh. And well, we got to go. <laughs> I just had to say that to watch Bob's face. He, this, yeah, stay tuned for that episode, folks, because it'll be called Dave versus Bob and Discovery. Uh, but no, uh, I mean, let's see. We went way off on a tangent there, didn't we? We we hit that Star Trek, and we never. That's how it works. That's how it works. But you bounced it off of Babylon Five. I we did bounce it off of Babylon. There 5. you go. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we also will be talking about uh, smaller things in pop culture. Uh, not smaller things. I guess what I guess what I want to say. Not smaller. Stranger. Different. Uh, the, the stuff that it's easy to talk about. TV. Stranger things. Stranger. We'll talk about Stranger Things. Never saw. Will, uh, uh, but instead, and not not only comics and movies and TV, and you know what we consider the big stuff. But there's always there's always the the um, commercials, food, uh, food, uh, uh, cereal. Cereal was I'm talking about food. <laughs> cereal. I'm looking around the room. I'm pretty sure we all do. (laughs) Things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, pop culture encompasses a lot of things. And actually, back in the 1900s, pop culture was... was popular culture, which was, uh, when I looked up the defini- definition, uh, I know, pop culture, popular culture, but they didn't call it pop culture at the time. They called it popular culture. They called and, it history. And it was because popular culture wasn't what the government was wanting and doing. It was what the average person did every day. It was a, what their popular culture did. Does that make sense? It's very mod of you. Mod? Mod. <laughs> 
Mod. <laughs> mod. That was a saying back then. Oh, is it mod? Yeah. Is it mod? Is it pop? Is it's my pop. Time. It's wow. It's there was yeah. pop art. That there was, was also There was stuff. pop art. Yes. Drop in, drop out. Um, Tune out. Groovy, man. Groovy. Sock it to me. Let me tell you, it was all far I out. I thought was this was out. going to be... Sock it to me. <laughs> a, a podcast about the Partridge family. <laughs> and that's the only reason I'm here. No. <laughs> David, when are we going to some... talk about Susan Day? <laughs> well, speaking of Susans, let me tell you about <laughs> Susan Olson. Yes, I just listened to a podcast with her on it. Yes, uh, I turned. I know now we're going to promote this podcast. <laughs> we also promote everybody else's podcast. This is the Tangiverse Gone Wild. Uh, I just, and I am really going off track here, folks, but uh, I, I took a little nap because I've had a cold. This isn't my normal voice. And I dreamt this afternoon that I had brought back to Jefferson High School the Brady kids. You didn't go to Jefferson. I did not go to Jefferson High School, so I don't know why Jefferson weird High School is where dream. it's at. Did they have it the was pandas a very come with them? The pa- no, not the cartoon pandas. No, nice, nice reference. Uh, was, I, was Tiger with them? No, and you know, in the end, it was just me Poor and Christopher Tigers. Knight. But Oliver, and <laughs> where's <laughs> Oliver? What happened to Oliver? I heard Six that. I don't know if anybody that. else did. Yeah, but I Christopher did. Knight. I heard yeah. it. Actually, and Susan Olsen. I guess everybody was mad at me because I couldn't find the music for for uh, Sunshine Day. And so everybody else was walking out, and I walked back in after looking for this music. And Susan Day or, or Susan Olsen and, and Chris Knight were there, and they're like, oh, they're all mad at you. And I was like, oh, what? Anyway, that's my, that's my dream. So obviously, I've been listening to too much of... The Real Brady Bros, which is another podcast uh, that when you're done listening to this, listen to that because it, it's, it's really good. Hi, Chris. Anyway, here's my. I thought I, he was talking about Susan Day. I, Susan Olsen. I rattled Susan right. Olsen, I'm I talked about Susan Day. He had a dream about Susan Olsen and Christopher Knight. And that's, then, that's okay, the Real Brady Bros now. podcast. You got it? Yeah, right, this is fast. Right. That one was a three hanky one, too, folks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this. <laughs> This is what you have to look forward to in the next 300 episodes. Mom and dads, grab your children. Um, Bring them to the radio. Here's my question for the day. Since we're the, we're just as an introduction. This is an oh, introduction this is real. episode. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we've been recording. Bob. I had a few pills. We're done with the warm-up. Now on to the main event. Just um, don't let me babble. A lot of you... Uh, from uh, I would say Gen X, well, past Gen X. What's what's the next one past Gen X? Gen Z. Is it Gen Z? Because we got the millennials in there somewhere. I don't know what happened. Gen Y. Hang on. Continue on. Let me. Okay. Gen X, I think, goes to millennials, which goes to Gen Z, because millennials would technically be Y. They're going to keep it up until it's Why not? Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> Two of us Wednesday. in the room are technically baby boomers. Yep. And I know but I'm, at the very, very, very end, so we're baby boomers with Gen X tendencies. And You're still I, holding on to the umbilical cord. And I am the Gen X. I, I am a true Gen Xer. I was 1966, so I'm definitely Slack. Gen Okay, X. so we've got the baby boomer generation, which ends in 64. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then there's Gen X, which was 65 through 79. That's what you listen to. Somewhere <clears> in 66. Millennials, 80 to 94. Gen Z, 95 to 2012. And now it's Gen Alpha, which is 2013 to 2025. Well, what makes them so alpha? Because I think they stopped after Z and now they're just... They have to go back again? Well, I thought right. maybe because they're the first generation 
born, they like born completely within the 21st century? Perhaps. Oh, that's okay. Well, that makes sense. Could be because the other generation, the other generation crosses the cent- the cent- the millennial mark. So, yeah. So my we call them millennials because it was around the millennial. My question here is my dis- uh, hopefully a discussion. We can get a discussion out of this. There was a time for all you young ones listening to us old men. There was a time when we didn't have this thing called the internet. We didn't have complete and total uh, information at the drop of a hat. You obviously never owned a set of Encyclopedia Britannica. (laughs) It really is an investment for a lifetime. (laughs) For the world book. No, no, we didn't. We really didn't. So... I look back on, on, you know, where, and so I guess my question is, because I look back on this and it's like, where did we go to, to, to get that, infer- to get the, the, to learn about the, you know, what was going on in the different pop culture fields, the movies, the TV. Now I can say, I'll, I'll, hold on, Bob. Uh, I can say that for comic books, uh, a lot of it. You, we didn't even have, I don't think, we had a lot of, uh, you couldn't, unless you had friends that you were uh, hanging out with who read comics, uh, you didn't really, you know, you'd buy your comics, but you didn't really, you know, have a lot of talk. And back in, way back in the day, we didn't even have comic book stores, really. We had the five and dimes, we had the drug stores, and those wonderful, beautiful Spinner racks yep. um, that you'd go to every week to see what n- was out and new. The hunt. The hunt. Once yes. a week, I'd walk up town Petersburg to Lars Lears and take a look to see what was on the rack when I got my allowance. Yep. And mine was Thornton's, uh, right down here on uh, Telegraph. So, but so what? What did we do? Where? How did we? How did we? Uh, you know, do that. And Bob, this is the way you kept in touch: magazines. Starlog Magazine, Future Magazine, Fangoria, The Monster Times, a newsprint magazine all about monsters, comic, what we now call pop culture. They were the magazines that we bought, and they were our religion. I saw my first glimpse of the Star Wars X-Wing fighter. We had our first drawing of Star Killer, which... Skywalker was a woman at first named Star Killer, but they changed it, and you found out why in the pages of Comic Scene Magazine, Future Star Lob, all the Warren competition, all Warren magazines with monster great monsters of film land, all of those. That was the information that you disseminated. Hmm. And, I, and you're right. I, I, that's kind of where I was was headed. Although I want to also bring up. And this might have just been me, uh, Tiger Beat. Yep. Um, you uh, don't remember Tiger <clears throat> Beat? I remember it. I'd never actually read an issue. You never read? They always uh, now. In, in my defense, and 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 folks, you're going to learn this real quick. Uh, I am a 56 year old gay man. So what? 
Tiger, yes, Tiger Beat for me was look at all oh, these nice. pretty boys and Christy McNichol. Um, <laughs> Which, depending on yeah, her haircut, yeah, you never really knew. Exactly. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I did. I was looking through some old ones today. I was flicking through covers, and it's like, oh, there's Donnie, there's Sean Cassidy, there's David Cassidy. Oh, and look, there's another Christy McNichol. But that was the only girl that was ever popped up on any of these. I was reading Bob Starlog Monster Scene. <laughs> Whatever uh, the litany that he just listed off, <laughs> I was. That's where, why I had no money. I was where I was the one getting disseminated to. So, but that's I bought the magazines right? and he bought the comic books. And we kind of like switch back and forth. Oh, that's cool. Yes, Bob and Dave are, are life lifelong friends. Close enough. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah, I mean they weren't born. To, they're not twins, but they're Bob, close. Bob Bob moved into my school district. So okay. What were you going to say? Uh, from a music standpoint, it was Cream. Cream Magazine was yes. one. There were a few other ones like that the names escaped me at the moment. There was that. Um, Stone, Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, well, yeah. Uh, uh, spin. Yeah. Spin. Um, also, newspapers. Mm-hmm. I know everybody, you know, some of you listening may not know what those are, but back in the day, <laughs> newspapers were huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the <clears throat> biggest stories I remember from Speaking my early years was when John Lennon was shot. Oh, yeah. And I remember seeing that in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, and then this is a whole two, you know, almost a two-page spread. And it was just, that's where you got your, your information. That's how you kept up on things. And because you only had four channels, yeah. you know. And, um, so there was that. But uh, now. <clears throat> and if you didn't see it then, you'll never see it again. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And then the magazines I were buying were um, Inside Wrestling, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh Things of that nature, which, if we ever get into that topic of the internet and how things change because of it, that's that's a huge one. So, and what about Sports Illustrated, of course? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I was a subscriber from 1983 to uh, 2013, and they sold the company, and now it's a quarterly, which makes no sense for a magazine to be quarterly. But yeah, anyways, no, yeah, no. but they, yeah, they, that was also one as well. Yeah, I also want to uh, to be weekly. Yeah, it used to be. Now, I mean, yeah, when, I, when do, I subscribed, it was weekly. Yeah, so. they do now. Maybe four issues a, month, a year. Wow. I also uh, want to throw in there, um, TV Guide back then was huge. Oh, yes. The TV yes. Guides yes. were like really kind of thick. The fall preview. Fall previews were wonderful. Well, and I think they've just started bringing back to uh, network television the fall preview show. You know, mm-hmm. To start each season, there used to be a show yep. that was just, here's what's coming up this season. And the big one was the one for Saturday morning. Oh, those. Oh, oh. Yeah. That was. that was Skip the Care Bear stuff. Get to the Fantastic Four. Yes. And yeah. Well, and the comic books also told you what was coming on Saturday morning. Yep. yep they always yeah, had those. Because back ads. in those days, comic books were actually aimed at kids. Yes. They were foreign concept. Yes. It's true. Um, I, but and, and Bob, but Bob hit the nail on the head. It, uh, magazines were really the big uh, print magazines, and and was uh, and well. The other ones too were like uh, you know uh, Star Magazine, uh, National Enquirer, which I know we, we may not have read, but I know we all had parents or grandparents that probably read them. My grandmother was. You have to know what's going on with that boy. Was religious with National National Enquirer. Plus, you had all your soap opera magazines. I was going to say soap opera. Yeah. I was a huge mm-hmm. soap opera fan back in the day. I knew what was going on with every one of those thirty-two stories. Can't cope without muscle. 
um, so I, I mean, I had, I had, uh, yeah, I had about every issue of Soap Opera Digest back in the late seventies and all through the eighties as well. Uh, and newspaper, like you said, I want to say radio. Yes. Radio was uh, much bigger back then. So, you know, yeah. and they always talked a lot about uh, different I mean, music, of course, but they would always delve into, and they still do. I've listened to a lot of people who will talk about, oh, did you see such and such on TV last night? And, you know, they, so pop culture still emanates out there but that but before the internet i i i don't want to say it was harder to find but it was a little but it was a little bit you had to uh you know you had to go out and really look for it i believe yeah yeah well bob and i were just talking about the difference in radio today you know, nowadays every station is so specialized. This yep. is your rap station. This is your rock and roll station. This is your oldest station. It used to be stations are more generalized. Mm-hmm. You can get oh, a little absolutely. bit of everything. Absolutely. Um, from the same station. Though I remember as kids, it was CKLW was what we listened yep. to for rock and roll. Yep. WJR. And, uh, WJR was more the grown-up station, the baseball games and stuff. Right. Um, but they also had the community programs, the the news programs. And uh, Carl's Haas Adventures in Good Music, did we decide? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Did you Classical say, music station. Did you say rock and roll or rock with roll? I said rock and roll. Okay, just want to make sure. Inside joke there, folks. Um, I said rock with roll when I was talking to Bob, and he's going, what? <laughs> That's a line from a play that I happen to be in right now that, yes. that Ron's directing, and um, Brian is our co-star. So. Yes. And I just use the royal we as in Mr. F- I've been listening, watching too much Family Affair reruns right now. So, so you're using the royal we. Yeah. Mr. French always spoke that way. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. I do think uh, I've lost my thought. Radio, radio. Uh, yeah, radio was. Uh, I, but I do agree. Going back to what you were saying, and and I and we're going to hit on this even more. Uh, that's another topic I want to get into. But uh, I hold that, uh, and Ron said earlier, '80s greatest music. Uh, and I was a teenager through the '80s. I mean, those were kind of, I don't know if it was 80s. When you're a teenager, is that your formative years? Or is your formative years your younger years? Those, I'm not quite sure. I, I think it's your younger. I, personally, I think it's somewhere between middle elementary through high school. Okay. The reason being is, you know, try to remember anything before kindergarten, and I bet you can't. You can't, yeah. Well, those. So, so they help form you, but those memories are way back. Right. Well, the uh, for I mean, me, I remember everything from birth on. So, <laughs> I don't think I want to remember my birth, but the uh, it was not pretty. She <laughs> <laughs> been there after. Oh, um, the, the uh, yeah, keep going, keep going. Uh, I said nothing wrong. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. I know he did. Uh, I will hold that as much as the 80s, because I was a teenager in the 80s and, and then my early 20s through the 80s, and and probably that my bar stuff uh, started by the late 80s and early 90s. I still hold, and this is something I, I will talk about again, the 70s to me had the absolute greatest uh, music. And I'll tell you why that's my opinion, because uh, you said it first. Uh, with CKLW, uh, every we had a little bit of everything. In the eighties or in the seventies, we had on Billboard's top one hundred, you could have John Denver in the top ten next to ACDC, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, I mean, it just seemed like everybody was listening to a little bit of everything. 
Uh, the 80s, we had that as well, but I think it started that sort of, you had your new wave over here, you had your hard rock over here, then you started having your metal and your heavy metal, uh, you know, and then by the 90s, the boy bands came in, and it, and I, I truly think the world went to hell. But the, the, the music didn't die on February fourth, nineteen fifty, whatever it was. Is when InSync actually started. Yes, yeah, that was when the day the music died, and and uh, we still weep to this day. Uh, but now that's just my opinion. But I do think the seventies did have a real eclectic uh, feel to it when it came to music. <laughs> well, and it was a changing of time, of course, from the sixties, um, which sixties to me always felt more. Uh, harder rock i guess is i don't i'm not sure it wasn't like metal but it was it was a time of change you know because the music rock was just now really starting to take over mm-hmm. it was moving from the i guess the big band era that time and well, then you you know, it really had moved here. out so there was still a lot of experimentation i think in music because the genres hadn't really solidified like they have today yeah. you know country west what we call country western today I think you would have called rock and roll back in the the sixties or seventies. I'd say soft rock. Yeah, that works for me. I think too. It, music in the sixties was more a product of the environment. It was more about rebellion because yes. of, of Vietnam and the government and things of that nature. Yes. That's what it was all about. Was where then once you got past that and into the seventies, it was all just about expression and actual art. Mm-hmm. Whereas there was more to me, the music from the '60s was more politically motivated, and that's not necessarily that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But I think that's really where the, where the difference was, and maybe it all stems from Elvis, you know, going to the military. That's what to a degree, I think. And then you also have a difference because the early '60s, if you listen, to early '60s, you got a lot more what I guess we'd call novelty tunes today. For example, um, itsy bitsy, teeny weeny, yellow polka dot bikinis, monster mash, purple people eaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And things like that, and and those kind of what I guess were just pure. And even the fifties had some of these fun songs: Marezy Dotes and Dozy Dotes and Little Amsy Divey and, and Fish Swimming Over Day. I don't know. There was all sorts of stuff going on, but you know, it, it got more serious. I think right towards the end of the sixties. Of course, it even did in the musical theater. That's where Hair and uh, several sure. other things started coming out. Although I still now eighties still had one great little ditty called "Shut Up at You Face." I don't, I don't know. Recall that one. You don't remember that one. I recall it was banned. I do on, believe so. Shut up in your face. Well, the what's seven, the matter, you? Hey, what's no respect? Yeah. I think uh, a certain that was that banned was from radio a couple times. At least radio stations did ban it. Really? Really? Yeah. Double check me. We will. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll edit in. A, we'll get our fact checking group on this, and we'll get back with him. Doo, 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 doo. Jeopardy aired. Jeopardy, oh, uh, first time. In 1960, 70. Well, because you had the daytime program. Oh, yeah. That was there first, yep. and then Merv Griffin turned into the night program. I mm-hmm. guess he was involved with both of them. Um, he was. That man had a lot of money. What a titan of industry he was, Merv Griffin. I mean, really? He was, he, was. On every, he was involved with everything on TV. He was. You just don't see that anymore. He was a star maker and a star breaker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. mean that totally seriously. Yeah. Yep. The only one that rivaled him was probably Johnny, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson, I think, oh, was as well. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, for Merv, I was just more about the, the, the back part, the back side of it. Where it was more side. of a, uh, yeah. a financier more so than, than anything else. Yeah, Johnny was just the Johnny had a star. lot of uh, real estate. Of course, so did He had a lot different. of ex-wives, too. I, was, so yeah. Yeah. I knew somebody <laughs> was. That's what I knew. <laughs> 
And more than one Joanne out of that group. Yes, so, strange peccadillo of his. Yeah. Though oddly enough, I always preferred the Mike Douglas show over the Merv Griffin show. I did too. And for a while, when I was younger, I would get them too, too confused based on I the agree. talk shows. It took me a minute just now, like, which one was which? Mm-hmm. And one had the little op art flowers on their back screen, and people were sit, sat in uncomfortable chairs. Mm-hmm. They had the director's chair, but they were like four feet. I think that was Merv. Ground. Was that Merv? Yeah. I yeah, thought Merv about, had the couch. I think Mike Douglas I think had the, the dating game. Mike Douglas. <laughs> 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 yeah. But I, I remember those. I forgot about those those big flowers we used to have all the time in the 70s, all the decorations. Oh. And the acrylic poured acrylic stuff, like dealy boppers that bop back and forth. Smiley faces. Remember smiley faces? I still have my green button from Mr. Elliot. Oh, good. Oh, Miss Sonny Elliot? No. No. Oh. James F. Elliot Third. Oh, uh, okay. He was our music teacher. Oh, oh now yeah, there's a real band pop culture reference. <laughs> <laughs> that goes deep. Well, and, and it's deep to back up about 20 minutes ago, uh-huh. we might want to tell people CKLW, <laughs> for those who are listening in the United States, was a Canadian station. Yeah. It's, it yes. still is, I presume, yeah. um, out of Windsor, Ontario, but it also because of the borders right on Detroit, it, we all heard it. Yes. Yes. Um, so it was considered and part it of reached the, pretty far considered part too. of the Detroit yeah. market. CKLW. Now I went to, uh, as you guys know, and I'll tell you out there in uh, audience land. Uh, I went to uh, a few years ago. I studied for a year at Specs Howard uh, to do radio and TV. One of the uh, first lessons we learned was CKLW was a huge, huge influence back in the 60s and early 70s. That was people, celebrities, singers were going there to yes. get their, their songs put on the air because they knew that was one of the big markets at that point. Yeah. So see, now, get a well, big influencer. The whole Detroit area was a giant oh, Motown. Motown was, yeah. yeah Paola's when, when people dance. still lived here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, people still live here now. They just don't live downtown. <laughs> that's very well, true people live downtown but you want them as neighbors not not not, not well well I don't you, think have, live in you have the horror stories of you know crack houses and such well yeah yeah it's it that's is what I meant kind by of that. a set yeah i know and it, it 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 has turned kind of although there's they are trying to re re-energize it and, yeah and uh you know i well, think was listening to the bob and tom show this morning and they were praising detroit Great, now we're now awesome. we're promoting the Bob and Tom show. Okay. <laughs> they don't need more promotion, but they talk about Michigan a lot. And uh, one of their guests was saying, I love Detroit. Yep. He says, I won't quite put it on like New Orleans yet, but it's got its own vibe. It's new things. So, No New York. Detroit now. <laughs> well, what is? Thank you. Maybe New London, York, Paris, New Belgium, York I don't know. Yeah, New York's not New York anymore. That's right. Yeah, well, there's that too. Um, so I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of start wrapping this one up. Uh, you, you guys now uh, out there who have uh, listened to this entire 45 minutes to our show know what uh, what we're about. And if you're confused, okay. no, they don't. And if you're confused, come back next month for uh, the second episode, and we'll confuse you even more. But before we go, I want to give a couple of quick shout-out, not shout-outs. Um, since we're a pop culture, we're going to be talking pop culture uh, now and in the past. Uh, and this we are recording on uh, January 12th. 
2023. Uh, we've had a few passings of some uh, pop culture uh, uh, people, and I want to uh, just mention them, uh, see if uh, any memories jog for any of you. Uh, the first one, uh, Adam Rich, who played a uh, very young uh, can't remember his name. Nicholas. Now. Nicholas, Nicholas Bradford. Eight is enough. Uh, eight is enough. Um, you always remind me of a Muppet. Did he really? Yeah, because his toe hair. Oh, okay. He just looked like yeah. Muppet. That was that that hairstyle was very big. John Denver had yeah. that. Uh, cousin had cousin Oliver had that. And Brady Bunch. That was a real big uh, thing. But uh, so I was sad to hear. I know he had a lot of struggles. I say it sounds like he had a pretty hard life yeah yeah you know he was one of those kid actors that just couldn't get out uh from underneath there's an episode uh, kid yeah. actors yes oh yes uh and i thought of that when i saw was reading this today another one and this one just was yesterday <coughs> excuse me uh jeff beck yep that hurt mm-hmm. um big time guitarist uh started with the Yardbirds, uh and then just kind of went on to pave his own career uh, played with many, many legendary uh, singers and uh, 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 songwriters and that sort of thing. And then this one was a little bit earlier, but I have to say Leslie Jordan. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I learned something, and this is why I saved him for last. Mr. Yeoman, I heard you met Leslie Jordan. I met him. I even got a quick peck on the cheek. Nice. Now, where did you meet him? This is at Saugatuck at the Dunes Resort. Um, of course, I should have known that. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the other stories. <laughs> yeah, we'll save Every, those stories. No, nothing involved. Tell them me. which cheek. <laughs> the one I turned. <laughs> nice, nice. But you did get to meet Leslie Yes, Jordan. and basically what happened was we knew we were coming up. I had a script from one of the uh, shows that he had done. I forget which one it is. Oh, Sorted Lives. Okay. Yep, that's a good. Yeah. And I brought up a script and I said, Could you autograph my script? He went, Girl, you found my script. <laughs> oh, where'd you find this? Oh, this is my script. This is my script. I went, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's mine. <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> He signed it, and he gave me a quick peck on the cheek, and the line moved on. Oh, he was promoting great. his new book. Yeah. I think he mm-hmm. was able to publish uh, two or three of them. Mm. Wonderful books. Get them. Yeah. I, have to, I have to check those out. I, I, fell, I fell in love with Leslie Jordan, and a lot of people remember Leslie Jordan. Uh, I think a lot of people, the first thing they go to is Will and Grace back in the 90s. But Leslie Jordan, when I, when I first remember him, was when he would appear on an even older uh, 80s show called Designing Women. He made a few appearances on there, and that's when I saw him and fell in love with him. Dave? No, I just just that we've gotten to the point of that Designing Women is an older <laughs> I know. show. Yeah, well, Will and Grace is, what, 30 years old now, too? Well, they brought it back, though. Well, that's true. They did do they did. He's do that. like that about Star Trek, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, 
So uh, I, I want to give a shout out or uh, rest in peace to Adam Rich, Jeff Beck, and Leslie Jordan. We will miss you. Uh, thank you much for your talents uh, throughout the decades. Uh, next week or next month, <laughs> next week, I said next week. I wrote down next week. I meant to say next month. Everybody looked at me like, dear God, do we have to come back again? Uh, next month, we will be starting our actual discussion. Uh, thank you. What was this? Okay. Well, I meant like topic, topic. There it is. We'll be starting our first actual topic with all new cast. <laughs> we pray. And it will be the Batman. The years through TV just, and just the one show? movie. There's no. only one version called the Batman. I know. Well, we'll be there's t- a movie and, a <laughs> and, and an animated well, series. Do you do any research? There it is. Well, we're going to be doing research. I'm going to be doing research. <laughs> So we could, but we will be talking about. You have to research Batman. Well, I, you know, I am probably gonna doesn't know who the bright knight is. <laughs> it's a dim bulb. <laughs> I want to go back. I, I found a, a streaming service that I can watch the old fifties serial stuff in that. So I want to go back and. Uh, they never uh, got the ears right. <laughs> but, no, they did not get those ears right. I could tell they didn't get Robin's costume right either. Uh, but anyway, so yes, uh, next month we will, our, our first uh, full topic will be on the evolution of Batman in television and movies. Uh, and Just, uh, Dave is as excited as can be. I'm He's, ready for the comic books. <laughs> now I got to go rewatch all the TV. Well, uh, which is a pleasure. <laughs> anyway, until next time, and I have no sign off yet. We, I got to. We, we've got to sit down and figure out a uh, real A team sort of sign off. We chemo something. Please oh, don't sorry. sue us. Good night. That was a throwback to yet another podcast. Yes, it TV was. Show. It very much was. Uh, was it Dick Van Dyke. Anyway, yes. Um, uh, until next time, Alan Brady Show. Want to thank Impact uh, Studios for letting us record high atop the Benish Building here in Monroe, Michigan. And yes, I just borrowed that from somebody. I was going to say, did they force you guys? To say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly a tourist spot. <laughs> not yet. Not yet, but boy, yeah. If we keep doing these, you know, we're just, everybody starts a podcast. We could be a hit here. The lawyers will be lining up till McGee's. <laughs> That's not still around, is it? It is. It is. Oh, good. McGee's is still is here? Wait, I don't know. I, well, the sign's still up, but I don't I know. I may have spoken out of pocket. Lights I really don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the, the light closed down, but. Oh, it could have. I don't know. I don't yeah. do downtown. Anyway, shout out to McGee's, whether you're here or not. Um, there's a lot of signs that are still hanging around in Monroe. That there's not there anymore. Uh, but anyway, we want to thank you for listening uh, to us uh, four men who just wanted to get together and, and, uh, do this and uh we love you all we love some of you we love one or two of you uh and uh we thank you we're gonna get a sign off eventually until then live long and prosper peace out uh make love not war and I'm chevy uh, chase and you're not <laughs> yes and we're chevy chase and you're not see you later that's probably copyrighted.